Hi, I'm Bill Astori. I'm the creator and uh, chief writer of Bracing Views. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about my post on wasteful Pentagon weaponry. And specifically, let's focus on the F-35 Lightning II fighter jet. Uh, obviously, uh, this is a plane that's been in the news a lot. As I mentioned in my article, uh, it was uh, more than $160 billion over budget. It was seven years behind schedule. Uh, and yet this plane is still uh, very much alive. Uh, in fact, it's just about to go into uh, full-scale production uh, with plans by the U.S. military to build more than a 1,000 of these planes. Uh, and uh, if the military uh, actually builds as many and maintains them as long as they think that these planes will last, the program could end up costing the U.S. taxpayer well over uh, a trillion dollars. And uh, current estimates are run as high as $1.7 trillion, which is uh, almost an unimaginable sum. Uh, apparently, if you took $1.7 trillion right now, you could wipe out all student debt uh, in the United States. Uh, and yet what we're talking about is a fighter jet that in many ways uh, is uh, underperforming. Uh, and that's because of uh, a lot of decisions made uh, in some cases uh, 20 years ago or, or more. Uh, so I've been following the plane uh, since I was on active duty in the Air Force. Uh, when I was a captain working on mission planning, this is going back to 1995, 1998 period. Uh, very much, you know, the Joint Strike Fighter was being advertised back then, what, what became the F-35. You know, the Joint Strike Fighter was being advertised as, as the Air Force's new low-cost uh, fighter jet. Uh, emphasis on low cost, uh, no more than somewhere in the neighborhood of like 35 to $50 million was, was the cap being mentioned then. And somehow that became a fighter jet uh, that with the addition of uh, stealth technology, uh, the need for a vertical uh, V-stall uh, or short takeoff and landing, vertical takeoff and landing variety, uh, it ended up you know, being a plane that would cost upwards to, uh, of $200 million a copy in its most uh, esoteric uh, form. Although the Air Force says right now, I, I think that uh, you know its version costs about a hundred million, still higher, uh, considerably higher than than what was estimated, you know, about twenty five years ago. Um, stealth technology, you know, comes at a at a high price. Uh, exotic materials that often are difficult to uh, maintain, and you have to ask yourself why, with the enemies that the United States is facing. Why we even need uh, stealth technology? I mean, we don't need stealth technology to fight in Iraq or Afghanistan or most other imaginable wars. In fact, if we're using, you know, hundreds of F-35s to fight against, say, China or 
Russia in some sort of widespread conventional war, if we're engaged in a war like that, you could arguably say we've already lost the war uh, with the amount of uh, damage that would be done to uh, international relations. So why are we saddled with such an expensive plane like the F-35? Well, this is a, again, it goes back to a decision, uh, decisions reached a couple decades ago that somehow the military would save money by developing a plane that the Air Force, the Navy, and the Marine Corps, you know, could all use as their fighter attack jet. And, you know, instead of developing separate fighters, like uh, the Navy had the F-14 Tomcat, the F-18 Hornet, Super Hornet, uh, the Air Force, the F-15 Eagle, the F-16 Fighting Falcon. You know, instead of having four different planes like that, uh, along with the, the A-10 uh, Warthog, well, why don't we just have one plane, uh, the, the F-35, that, that can do it all? Uh, but you've probably heard of the saying that, that uh, a jack of all trades is often a master of none. And I think that applies to the F-35. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't have the kind of attack capability of, of the A-10, a warthog. You know, it can't carry all the kind of ordnance, and it's not as maneuverable as the F-16 fighting Falcon. And that's because, partly because of this vertical and short takeoff landing capability it had to have also because uh, of its stealth profile and weapons have to be stored uh, internally uh, so they can't carry as many uh, without giving up the its its, its low uh, radar cross-section RCS. So uh, we ended up with one plane uh, that allegedly could do it all, but, but it really can't do it all. Uh, and so the services crammed more and more requirements into the F-35 at the same time as the lead contractor, you know, Lockheed Martin, was more than happy to, to hype and, and add greater and greater complexity, you know, very sophisticated software for maintenance that never really panned out, uh, and other capabilities, uh, very fancy helmets for, that was supposed to revolutionize pilot awareness, and so on and so forth. And when you put all this together, uh, it drove up the cost. And at the same time, uh, because essentially the services had put all their eggs in a single basket, that basket being the F-35, the plane became almost impossible to cancel. And Lockheed Martin, you know, learning from other contractors like Rockwell International, the lead contractor for the B-1 bomber, uh, figured out that the, the way you keep a plane going is to spread the uh, parts and manufacturers across the United States into as many congressional districts as possible. Uh, and I actually learned this by you know going on the Lockheed Martin website where you can look up your particular state and how many jobs are created uh, by the F-35 uh, program. And it's almost, almost in all 50 states. Uh, there are there's millions of dollars, you know, hundreds of jobs, in some cases thousands of jobs, uh, 
that are based on keeping the F-35 going. Uh, the other thing is, is that put an enormous amount of effort into selling the F-35 to America's allies. So the plane is now a, a moneymaker for the military industrial complex uh, and exports overseas. So you have a plane that, you know, really hasn't performed, you know, that well. It's, it's uh, in some ways inferior to the fighters that, that came before it. Uh, and yet it's become seemingly impossible to uh, cancel. Uh, and that's because of the strength of the military industrial complex and the fact that the Pentagon and the U.S. military left itself with very little choice other than to build uh, the F-35. And, and so you have uh, uh, a result that is in many ways, just abysmal, uh, an inferior plane at an inflated price. And this is something that unless we're able to cancel weapon systems like, is it, like this uh, and demonstrate that the United States will not tolerate this kind of wanton waste uh, from weapons that are basically wonky, you know, that don't work very well, uh, then nothing's going to change. In, in our uh, military, you know, process of, you know, buying and uh, building, fueling weapons. So what's the alternative? You know, people say, well, what, what can we do? Uh, I'd say cancel the F-35 and go with what we know works. I mean, we, the F-15 is available in a, in a new version. We're already building F-15s. The F-16 is still being built. Uh, is reliable, dependable, lower cost. Uh, ironically, also built by uh, Lockheed Martin. Uh, the F-18 Super Hornet is available to the Navy. Uh, and the A-10, the A-10 is, is, uh, is still out there and, and still doing the job, although the Air Force is, has been trying uh, its, its best to, to get rid of it because you know, the Air Force doesn't like uh, low, you know, slow flying attack planes that are basically only there to support ground operations. Uh, for the Air Force, that's not the most glorious mission. So I think we need to send a very strong signal. You know, the F-35 is, is a plane that, that orders should be, should be canceled. It simply has become too expensive for what it was intended to do. Uh, along with some of the other weapon systems that I also mentioned in my article, uh, such as the uh, uh, Latoro combat ships, uh, otherwise known as little crappy ships, <laughs> the Ford class uh, carrier, which is having difficulty of launching airplanes due to you know elevators and 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 uh, launch catapults that are that are just too complex and which which don't work uh, reliably. Unless these weapon systems are canceled, the military contractors will continue to produce unreliable, ultra-expensive weapons that they make money off of by being the only ones who can actually fix the inadequate weapons and unreliable weapons that they've already developed. So, you know, this is something that, that we as Americans... As, as sober taxpayers, 
This is something we need to guard against. Uh, as, as Eisenhower said, the military industrial complex is incredibly strong in this country. It was strong in 1961 when he made his speech. Imagine how much stronger it's grown over the last 60 years. It's, it's, it's grown incredibly in strength, so much so that it's really become the, the fourth arm of government. It pretty much owns Congress. And that's no accident since, since uh, when Ike gave his speech uh, in 1961, he, he wanted to add Congress to the military-industrial complex, but he was talked out of it. He said that uh, it's not quite, you don't want to piss off Congress as, as you leave uh, the presidency. And so Ike backed off. But uh, that was one case where, where Ike, you know, he should have he carried through on his first thought which was not only to guard, not only to warn us, to put, on, to put us all on our guard against the military-industrial complex, but to include Congress as well. Because so many congressmen are heavily influenced, basically bought by uh, contractors like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and, and many others, uh, which, which, uh, which own these politicians through campaign donations. So this is something obviously that, that needs to change before we bring a dose of sanity to the Pentagon. Uh, I really think, as I said in my article, that what we need to do is make drastic cuts to the Pentagon budget. I would reduce the Pentagon budget by two or $300 billion. That would force the military finally to make some tough choices. And I would assume, uh, I would hope that that would mean that some of these weapons, which are so costly, so inefficient, so ineffective, will finally be uh, canceled. So I, I thank you so much for, for listening to, to this and for also for reading my article.